You are listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm a wife, mother of four, and the creator of the blog Simple Living Made Simple, formerly winging it on the homestead. I am far from an expert, but I am learning and growing and figuring the simple living self-sufficiency thing out as I go. I love to help encourage modern mothers to incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. Join me this season as I interview homesteading experts on a variety of timely and important topics and share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. We are on episode 52 and it is time for some garden planning. It's uh, beginning of February and it is not too early to start planning your garden. In fact, I've been pretty heavily looking and planning and dreaming about our garden for at least a month and a half. But if you haven't even thought about it, now's the perfect time to get started. So in this episode, I'm just going to be talking a little bit about my planning process, what we plan on doing this year versus what we did last year, some changes, some updates, also a little bit about my strategy and some of the things we plan on growing. So let's get started. All right, guys, so this is maybe our 10th gardening season. We bought our house originally in 2012, and we probably started a garden in 2013, and that was our first year. And then we uh, have done different variations of our garden uh, throughout the years, depending on what is going on, whether it's um, I'm pregnant or just gave birth or have babies or whatever, whatever we're able to manage at the time. So it's been 10 years of trying and figuring things out and learning new things. And I can actually say that this year, maybe it's just because I'm a slow learner, but I actually feel like this year I have a handle on the rhythms that come with gardening. And I'm going into this gardening season with, with actually a lot of confidence and excitement because I feel like I know what I'm doing. So um, a couple things, one of the main things that has also given me some confidence, and I will talk about this at the end of the episode, so if you're interested in more information, check it out at the end. But I have purchased, um, back in August, I had Jill from the Beginner's Garden on the podcast, and we talked all about a fall garden, and she has a gardening course that I uh, purchased back then uh, and I've been watching it over the last month or two and it's amazing. It's a really great, well thought out um, course. It's detailed, it's thorough, it's really professionally done. There's amazing videos. So I believe that course is going to be available here soon, but I'm going to be talking about that at the end. So stay tuned. But that has given me a lot of confidence starting to go through that it's really rounded out my knowledge as far as gardening, I believe. All right, so a couple weeks ago, I went through, first step when I do this, and I love doing it in like January, after the holidays are over, and I'm really ready for spring to be here, um, I really sit down and I look at the seeds that we have. Okay, so I just kind of go through an inventory of what I'm working with. Now, a lot of the times you'll find on your seed packets that it will say that it expires within 12 months, you are more than able to use your seeds from last year. Um, 
and maybe even the year after. So if you're not sure, you can always do a germination test. Um, but you're probably pretty pretty uh, good to go unless something happened to them. They were exposed to extreme heat or cold or something like that that would affect their germination rate. But for the most part, you should be able to use those. So I always go through because I have a real problem with over-purchasing seeds. So I go and see what I have from last year. And then I do some other planning. So from last year, I still have jalapenos. Um, I have uh, cayenne peppers. I have to order new some more red, like bell peppers, um, some banana peppers. I have to do some ordering of peppers uh, because I, I peppers work really well in small scale gardens, and I love to put them in wherever I can find some spots. So I definitely need to be ordering some more peppers. Melons, um, I do have plenty of cantaloupe and watermelon because typically I only plant one or two plants of those and you end up with a, when you purchase watermelon seeds, you end up with a package of 10 or 20 or however many and I don't need 20 plants in one year. So I have more than enough cantaloupes and watermelons. I need to order some broccoli, some cabbage. I have plenty of Brussels sprouts. Uh, tomatoes, surprisingly, tomatoes are, are seeds are pretty expensive, um, and you can find them. They might be like twenty or twenty-five seeds in a package, and it's a couple of dollars. But that is still cheaper than paying three to four dollars for one plant if you're buying transplants. So I need all of my tomatoes because we used all of our tomato seeds last year. So slicing tomatoes, I like to find a nice slicing one. Uh, nice cherry tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, San Marzano's, um, because we, those are great for um, sauces. Um, cherry tomatoes, I like to do multiple cherry tomatoes because my kids are like, will attack the cherry tomatoes and every time they're outside they will eat all of them. So I like to have a couple plants that they can enjoy, but then I also have a couple plants that are reserved for actual like eating meals and stuff like that. Um, I have plenty of radishes. I have plenty of turnips and fennel. Uh, herbs. Um, I want to really up our herb game this year. Um, I love having fresh herbs and I also love drying herbs. So I found that I was still buying herbs throughout the year, like dill and parsley. And I would much rather just dry a whole bunch of them. There's no reason to not be able to dry my own herbs. So that's what I'm going to be planning on, putting herbs wherever I can possibly plant them. I have an oregano plant and I have a thyme plant already. So those are good to go. But basil, dill, parsley, cilantro, I need to buy some more seeds for those. For squash, I have plenty of um, seeds for those because, again, I maybe only plant one or two maybe three squash plants, like a zucchini plant and a spaghetti squash, summer squash. I only maybe do one or two of those and seed packets come with multiple seeds. So I don't always need all of them in one year. So I have some leftover. All right, so pumpkins. <laughs> I haven't actually had any kind of success growing pumpkins, but this year's gonna be different. And we have a couple pumpkins we're gonna try to grow. Pumpkins are, the same as uh, melons or cantaloupes and that you get a larger amount of seeds when you order a packet and we really only need one or two plants of pumpkins so I have plenty of seeds left um, lettuce 
I do not want to have to be buying lettuce of any kind this year. So that is one of my big goals is to be able to have all of our lettuce growing, um, being able to um, sequence them out so that when we harvest some, we still have some growing in various different rates and phases so that we can always have fresh uh, lettuce, uh, peas and beans. This again is kind of like if you buy a big package, just, just because we have a small home garden, just really for our own family and then for some preserving. But I don't need um, 30 plants of green beans. You know, I need maybe five or six. So if I'm buying a large packet of, of seeds and I only need a couple of them, then I have plenty for the next year. So I don't really need to order that many. What I am going to do though this year is I'm going to, aside from upping all of our herbs, I'm going to also up the amount of flowers that I grow. Last year was really the first time I did flowers in our garden and I loved it. Uh, one of the reasons was was because there's this whole like waiting game when you once you get your plants into the ground, your seedlings um, transplanted into your garden beds or wherever they're going to grow um, for the season, you have there's like a waiting period where you just kind of keep going up to your garden and checking it out and things are growing slowly at first. But uh, at that point, a lot of times we see a lot more flowers growing and blooming before any kind of harvest happens with any of the vegetables. So that's always nice. And to have actually flowers or something early blooming, uh, we really enjoyed having flowers, just adding an extra level of color and just aesthetically pleasing to the garden. Um, I loved having them. So we did, we ordered more zinnias. They were really successful for us last year. I have some more sunflowers, marigolds, coneflowers, calendula, lots of those kinds of things. And then I'm sure I'll be suckered when I go to any kind of seed store or garden store at the flower seed packets. So we'll see what happens. And also the transplants, I'm sure. Those will come along because I can't seem to help myself. So that's kind of what I ordered. What I did too, and this was from guidance from the course, um, Jill's course, is that I kind of thought a little bit more strategically about what I wanted to do with these, why I was growing them, um, why I chose what I chose. So a lot of that comes from what I'm actually planning on doing with these um, plants. Uh, and once I harvest them, what I plan to make and so I want a lot of salad greens. We eat a lot of fresh tomatoes. My kids love watermelon and that's such a great snack. I can pull that out at any time. So watermelon's really important to have. Strawberries, we need to uh, kind of overhaul our strawberry patch that we have. Um, really get out some of those mother or those grandmother at this point, grandmother plants, which means that they're several gener like several years old and they're not going to be producing, but they're sucking energy and nutrients from the soil. So I need to kind of weed them out. We love to make coleslaw and salsa and sauce. And I love to preserve um, diced jalapenos and pickles and strawberry jelly. So kind of looking ahead and seeing what it is that you want to preserve. And then also dishes you like to make um, and those kinds of things is a really great way to not only like get excited about gardening at this stage, but then also really helps you plan how much you need um, to look at and how much you need to buy. 
All right, so that's really where we're at now. I'm, I'm planning to, as far as our garden space, we need to expand. Uh, so our yard's kind of weird and we have like a small space that I have fenced in, which I have to have fenced in, not only for the deer that will come and visit our garden, but also my neighbors and my chickens, our chickens and our neighbor's chickens have free ranging chickens. And if they get into the garden, they'll do a lot of damage. So I have to have it fenced in, not only to mention, not only that, but having toddlers and trying to get anything done, I have to have them fenced in with me. So that's really important. So I have to figure out some way to use the space we have, but then also extend the fencing a little bit more so we have some extra room. Trying to keep the cost low on that is tricky, but that's something I need to figure out. So that's one of the main goals now is to figure out the garden space figure out fencing for it. And then we'll start our seedlings. We'll probably start our seedlings um, about mid-February, allowing six to eight weeks for most of them, just kind of as a broad guideline, six to eight weeks. So we'll look at eight weeks um, from our first, our last freeze date, which is typically mid-April. Now I'm, d I'm due in April, mid-April. So I have to kind of play around that too. So definitely looking at some dates is my next plan. I'll probably do an update uh, maybe in April, maybe um, in May, maybe even early, earlier than that, depending on the progress of our seedlings and how things are going. So throughout the season, I will continue to give um, updates here and there on how the garden is progressing. So if you are interested in starting a garden this year, and I highly recommend that if you're interested, just jump in, even if it's just getting some containers planting a tomato plant, um, getting some spinach seeds or some lettuce and making a plan to do all your lettuce and your greens or something like that. Having some kind of plan for this year is really great because like I said, it took me 10 years to really even feel confident with, I mean, I know what I'm doing. I can certainly help, obviously help a beginner gardener out, but to feel like I'm going in this knowing and being more on the expert side of it is really, uh, took me 10 years. So, so Jill from the Beginner's Garden is doing a free live training um, in a couple days. And there's a couple dates and times uh, that might fit your schedule. It's called the Productive Garden Masterclass, and it will help you triple your harvest and half the time with space you already have. And it's a free training. Jill is has so much knowledge. It's so encouraging and um, I've learned so much from her just taking her class but this master class will get you excited and inspired for for spring and for gardening so some of the things that you'll learn in this is the biggest mistakes that new gardeners make when they plant at the wrong time climate tricks that few people talk about but will make a huge difference in your success and strategies to get you planting and harvesting more without spending more time in the garden so it's, I think this will really help you get started, get off on the right foot. It's free, like I said, so go over. I'll put my link in the description and in the show notes. If you're listening to this episode, when it airs, it's airing on February 5th, 2023, then you have plenty of time to sign up and grab your free spot for this masterclass. It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to really help you get inspired and encouraged to get off on the right foot. So go check out the link in the show notes and in the description and sign up for free. All right guys, well, I hope that was helpful. 
and uh, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The Ultimate Fruit and Vegetable Seasonal Guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month by month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.